Hi friends, welcome to the self-care and soul care for the caregiver podcast. I am Lauren Crow, one of your co-hosts, and on today's episode, I am sharing three ways we as caregivers can care for our souls this fall. Friend, I don't know about you, but when our family begins a new season, my normal rhythms can feel a bit off or like they don't fit anymore. I have to figure out how to integrate the rhythms that care for my soul into the new season's routine. During this adjustment period, I can experience overwhelm and burnout if I'm not intentional in caring for my soul while I care for those that I love. With the fall season, there are areas in my child's lives that are more emphasized when they return to school, like art meetings and IEPs. They tend to highlight areas of challenges or concerns. Then there's new teachers, new classmates, pandemic protocols, and new drop-off and pickup routines can definitely add additional unwanted stress and anxiety. And with every new season that comes, it seems like I end up with a new list of things that weigh heavy on my heart. While we provide high-quality care for the special hearts entrusted to us, God desires for us to entrust our heart into His care. So the first way we can care for our souls this fall is by casting our cares. Many times we walk throughout our days feeling tense, weary, discouraged, and burdened. Yet, if we sit down for a few minutes and begin to list out what is exactly weighing heavy on our hearts and minds from the smallest things to the biggest things, it is a way of unburdening our souls and surrendering what we cannot control. We were not meant to carry these heavy loads, friends. We were meant to steward. Steward means to take care of someone or something, not sustain someone or something. Stewardship is not ownership. As an owner, the weight of responsibility and sustaining those you care for is upon you. And that is not our job. That is God's job. As I list out the things that are concerning me, it realigns the posture of my soul to remember I am a steward, not an owner. God is the one sustaining me, my family, and carrying all of my concerns. I want to share with you a story from scripture that really encourages me to cast my cares, and I hope it encourages you too. In 1 Samuel 1, we learn about Hannah. Hannah was married to Elkanah, and he had two wives. Hannah was barren, but Elkanah's other wife was able to bear children. This deeply grieved Hannah, and she was distressed about her inability to have children. In chapter 1, in verse 10 of 1 Samuel, it says, Hannah was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Eli the priest had witnessed her doing this, and in verse 13 and 14, we see that the state of Hannah's soul 
made Eli think that she was drunk, not praying. And so he told her to stop drinking. Yet in verse 15 and 16, Hannah answers him, No, my Lord, I am a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for all along I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Vexation can mean frustration, anger, trouble. I think what we can grasp from Hannah is that when she was casting her cares upon the Lord, it was not in a neat and tidy way. It was not a religious act she was fulfilling to become good enough or something she was doing to just go through the motions. She was being honest, vulnerable, and her complete true self in front of God. She was casting her anxiety, anger, frustration, disappointments, worry, and troubles upon him. In verse 18, after Eli encourages Hannah, Scripture says, Then the woman went her way, speaking about Hannah, and ate, and her face was no longer sad. At first, the posture of Hannah's soul was grief, and now, after casting her cares, it is hope. Friend, may we not minimize what God can do within our hearts when we cast our cares upon Him. The battle is truly within us more than it is outside of us. Dr. Alicia Britt Cholise says these words, The reward is never in the scenery. The reward is always in the company, with a capital C. The reward is never us having our circumstances completely changed into what we desire them to be. That's not where the true reward is. The true reward is in Jesus, who is always with us and who is our good shepherd in this journey. Friend, whatever it looks like for you to cast your cares upon the Lord, do it unapologetically. And honestly, God can handle it. He already knows you better than you know yourself, and He delights when you come to Him just the way you are. As I pour out and list the things that concern me, often the Spirit of God will meet me there and remind me of His truth. And I write it down next to the list that concerns me. Like most recently, I was reminded of Psalm 138.8, where the psalmist David says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. And then I pray and offer my list to God, and I pray His truth over me. And friend, I created the Cast Your Cares Guide, and we will link it below in the show notes so that you have a starting point as you too unburden your soul before Jesus so that you can continue to walk with his easy and light burden. The second way we can care for our souls is by remembering God. John Dewey said, we do not learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. When I feel hopeless about a situation in my life, remembering God is essential. 
What I mean by that is I pause and reflect to remember all that he has done for me, to remember how he has sustained me, carried me through hard times, filled in the gaps in my life, showed up in his power when I was too weak to go on, and the list continues to go on from there. When I begin to verbally process and express all that God has done, or by writing it down in my journal, this transforms the posture of my soul from discouragement to thankfulness and from weariness to hope. It reminds me that He is faithful and He won't stop sustaining me now. The enemy of our souls, Satan, wants us to be buried in circumstances so we cannot fulfill what God has called us to do. However, when we remember God, we see our circumstances through a higher perspective. In Psalm 77, verses 8 through 12, the psalmist says this, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. The psalmist shifted his soul from despair in the first part of that psalm to hope in the last part, just by remembering all that God had done. Friend, there is even research that shows that remembering and recalling happy memories actually increases serotonin levels in our brains. So let's take a moment to remember what God has done for us, and let's see and watch how this changes the posture of our souls. The third way we can care for our souls this fall is by moving. Movement is healing, friends, and I am not going to tell you to sign up for a boot camp or go do a HIIT workout. In fact, I'd be the last person to say that. <laughs> However, if that is something you enjoy, then go for it. But what I will tell you is any kind of movement that gives you energy to your soul is good movement. I love this quote by Gabrielle Roth. Healing is movement. Disease is inertia. If you put the body in motion, you will change. Man, friend, when the tension of living in these in-between times from the original garden that we were designed for and waiting for eternity, our eternal home, when that longing grows more intense than usual, or maybe waiting on a prayer to be answered, that ache becomes heightened, I just go take a walk. Even a short walk counts. Even if I just can go into my backyard because my caregiving responsibilities won't let me go further, I do it. And it changes something within me. Something about the sun on my face and breathing fresh air while moving makes my body reset and the weariness of the day begins to melt away. 
Now, I have been in a season that maybe you're in right now when I could not leave my house because there was no one else to watch my son, and I honestly felt trapped at times. It was during this tough time of my life I learned that baking is a good movement for my soul. It renews my mind while I'm kneading the dough and then smelling the aroma that fills my home as the cookies or the muffins bake just renews my entire soul. So Fred, I want to encourage you to think about the things you can do to get moving while you're caregiving. I actually have a friend who deeply loves to vacuum. I know that sounds silly, but it is therapeutic for her. Why? Because she's moving and the progress is quick to see. She's one that loves to see those vacuum lines that say, well done, (laughs) you good and faithful servant. You have gotten all the crumbs up here. I have another friend who enjoys crafting, another one who loves calligraphy, and then I have a friend who loves to organize anything. So just moving things around her house, organizing, gives her energy and resets her soul. There are so many ways that we can move during the day. One of my all-time favorite ways is by turning on some music and dancing. I do this by myself or with my kids and husband because dancing has been a sanity saver during some really hard seasons. But I want to just caution you. We can become trapped when we turn this way of soul care into a goal-oriented program. Goals are great, but this, my friend, is soul care, and it cannot be measured by how many times we do it or for how long we do it for or any other stat that we can come up to measure it with. Release the temptation to micromanage your soul care and just focus on the God who is with you while you do it. Well, friend, I hope that this episode encouraged you to take inventory of your heart and invite Jesus into caring for your soul. As we end today, I want to pray for us as we take steps towards soul care during this season. Father, we thank you that you care for our hearts while we care for those you have entrusted to us. As we steward the responsibilities we have been given, may we not neglect the care of our souls. May we fill up our cups with your truth and love so we can pour it out to others. If any of us feel heavy today, give us the grace to cast our cares upon you, to remember all that you have done for us, and to have the strength to move our bodies in a way that is life-giving to us. We love you. I am so grateful that you spent this time with me today. Next week, both Sandra and I will be back for another genuine conversation together. In the meantime, make sure you connect with us through the Abiding Caregiver Facebook group and download your Cast Your Cares guide. The link to both are in the show notes. See you next time, friends.